Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, WEEU, uh, back in Pennsylvania and the Golf News Network out there. Uh, I'm JT, and this week we're going to be talking with uh, Shawnee Harley. Did I say it right that time? You nailed it. Right, how about that? Charlotte, uh, Shani's been on the show before. She holds a master's degree in coaching studies and is a two-time Olympian as the former assistant coach for the Canadian women's basketball team. Uh, she has over 25 years of elite coaching and leadership. She's got a new um, series. I'm going to, I'm going to cast it that way till we get into the discussion. Six F words. And if anybody's followed me on my radio shows, you know, I'm very familiar with F words, <laughs> but um Fear, forgive, face, fail, feel, and fake. So we're going to be talking with Shawnee about those in just a second. We want to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and also the folks down at um, Ben Hogan Golf Factory Direct Prices to you, the golfer. Check them out at BenHoganGolf.com. In fact, Scott White will be on the show next week. So now we had a little technical food pop, but we're, we've got it right this time. Welcome, my friend. How are you? It's nice to be back. <laughs> it's been two years. That's that's quite a long time, but um, here we are again. Yeah, we are. And as I uh, we were talking off the air, um, you're hiding out in Arizona right now. I won't say hiding. I'll say enjoying the weather versus uh, Canadian snowdrifts and Pacific Northwest rainstorms. So. Well, I think hiding is actually a good word, except I'm just hiding from the snow and the cold. And uh, I feel like this time of year, anytime you can look outside and see palm trees, you're pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. How do how did you come up with the six F words? And I'm going to say them again. So people that just tuned in don't get. Uh, waylaid by that it's fear forgive face fail feel and fake and as we were talking off the air harley as somebody who used to compete a lot in sports of course growing up and i still do i still play golf and do a couple other things not at the levels we did obviously but there's always that little voice in the back of your head saying you can't hit this shot you can't throw the ball this far you can't cast your fishing line as far as you used to um, I'm, I'm guessing that the six F words help you cope with that. If you can realize that. Where I go with my coaching 
is I, I think it's really helpful for us in life and sport is just a microcosm of life to build our emotional intelligence. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, if that's, if that's true, let's just pretend it is. I just think about when I was involved in sport as an athlete. And then when I was a coach, I'm looking back and I'm like, you know what? I was not very emotionally intelligent. And then I asked myself, why? And I'm like, because there were so many things going on in my mind and in my heart that I didn't face. I didn't know how. Yeah. I didn't even want to if I did know how. And sport rewards us. I think sport rewards us for being emotionally unintelligent. I think sport <laughs> just says, you have that feeling. You know what? Don't have that one. Just get out there and be confident. So I do the exact opposite. I, I want to speak in to all of the thing, things that sport tells us to ignore. And the biggest thing sport tells us to ignore is our feelings. Oh, may I just say that? That's not true. Yeah. We're allowed to have good feelings, but we're not allowed to have negative feelings. So I want to challenge that because I'm like, oh, but we're going to be emotionally intelligent, but not look at all of these feelings over here. We're only looking at these feelings. I'm like, that's friggin' ridiculous. So I want to look at all of them. So that's why I started looking at the F words. Don't we tend to, and I'll use myself for an example, and I'll use golf as an example, obviously, because this is a golf show, but we cover everything on it. When I get up, you know, you teed off the balls in the fairway, hopefully, and you, you go to hit your second shot and you get up to your ball and you say, okay, it's a seven iron. I know that and this and that. And then all of a sudden, just as you're about to, you know, finalize your routine, as it were, go to swing the club, hopefully make great contact with the ball and do all those things we aspire to. Sometimes something in your brain goes, you know, you forgot to pay the electric bill. <laughs> and then the whole thing goes right to hell in a handbasket right there because your, your brain is like this bottle or ball of electrons. It's going bing, 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 bing. And it seems to be our own, for me, your own personal shortcomings rise to the surface really quick when you're trying to do something, you know, you got to be fairly efficient to play golf you know, and exacting, or if you don't, you're not going to have a very good time. But, but why is that? Is that something that's ingrained in us from just as being human? Or is it something that's instilled in us growing up? Well, I don't have the perfect answer. That's okay. I'll, I'll just give you, you know, what came to me when you said that is, I think it's really difficult for us to not think about outcome. I think it's very difficult for us to stay present. Outcome is future. Yeah. And present is what's right now. And paying the bills is not being present. Thinking about, I pulled this seven iron, but what if I yank it? What if I hit it into the trap is also not being present. 
I think that is completely normal. I, I really, we're very, very outcome result focused. And by the way, sport rewards that. I mean, we don't, I mean, especially at the highest level, there's, there's no participation awards, No. you know, at the highest levels of sport, it's only the outcome. So I think we get, I think we're just programmed. I think we're just practicing the habits that we've been taught. And I think that's where emotional intelligence comes in and says, how else could I look at this? How else could I view this? Can I overcome these habits that kick in all of the time? Well, you know, if you, if you take a golf lesson and they'll try to give you a swing thought, okay? One swing thought. Well, saying one thought to me is like, um, only if I'm going to dinner, I have one thought, you know, and that's what I'm going to order for dinner. But any other time I've got, and, and I'm, I'm no different than anybody else. I'm, you're probably the same way that you have multiple thoughts going on all the time. And I have found it over the years. It's better for me to try to kind of clean off the shelf and have no thoughts, especially when I'm playing golf or when I'm going to go hit the ball than to have try to focus on, you know, slow backswing or uh, follow through or whatever thought they, the, your coach has told you. For me, it works better when I'm like, no, don't think about anything. Just relax and, and hit the ball. You know how to do that. So just don't even think about it. Just do it. Well, you're hitting on something that's really important, but really damn hard to do, which is to think about nothing. What I, what I find with the golfers that I work with, and even with myself, I call myself a golfer. So my, my handicap's about a 12. And does everyone lie about their handicap? I just thought of that. Maybe my handicap's a 13. Anyway, um, I, I'm thinking that I know for me and the golfers, the good golfers that I work with, what they always tell me is, Shawnee, I play so much better when I feel rather than think. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's wonderful. And boy, oh boy, if we could ever, if we could bottle that, somebody would be a millionaire if that was the formula that we could feed to golfers all of the time, because we understand it intuitively, but our brain never shuts the hell up. No, it doesn't. Um, Shawnee and I are going to take a break here on Grilling at the Green. We're going to be right back in a couple of minutes. Please stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to uh, Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, the Golf News Network. We're talking with Shawnee Harley. Today, first, we want to thank the folks at Langdon Farms. Don't forget their Friday night prime rib specials. And you can follow us on oh Facebook and Twitter and all the platforms we're out there now. And uh, like I said, soon to be part of the new iHeart Golf channel there. So uh, how did you come up with the six F's? Seriously, I mean, no jokes aside, how did you how did you boil it down to come up with six uh, topics, if you will, in the F's. Well, I, 
just tried to think of what are some of the F's that sport tells us not to think about. Well, well, <clears throat> I mean, number one, sport tells us never think about fear. Just pound your chest, get out there and be confident. It tells us not to feel our feelings, except the good ones. So I just tried, I just went, I just tried to be like, think about being controversial. What are some things that actually happen to us when we're competing in sport that we're not allowed to talk about? And, and then I just, I'm like, wow, the first one that came was fear. And then it was like, and then feel. And I'm like, I bet you I can think of a whole bunch of F words. Sure. And then I got thinking about fail. And then I got think about forgive. And I got think about face. I bet there's more than six, but six oh, were yeah. the ones that I came up with quite easily. You know, when you, when you talk about forgive as a, as a golfer, I actually think that's one of the toughest things is you really muck up a shot. You know, it, it goes over in the, the river or whatever. And, and there was no reason for that. You, you, you got, it wasn't an accident. The ball usually goes right where you hit it, at least at first, unless it hits a immovable object. And so you, you, you obviously didn't swing well. So the ball is off in the pucker brush. But emotionally, you're like swearing at I'm using myself as an example, not swearing out loud, but I'm internally I'm giving myself a really hard time for screwing up that shot. Okay, and you get there. And if you don't to me, if I don't like calm down and just kind of take your medicine, as they say, and maybe chip it back out to the fairway or whatever. And if I try to go for the hero shot, I'll usually muck up the second one, too. How do we get so that we kind of forgive ourselves for that immediate past mistake, not delving back to when we were a childhood and poked our brother in the eye with a stick, but how do we just, you know, kind of let that go and move on? Again, I, I think a lot of these are just learned behaviors and we get taught in sport that when we make a mistake, the right thing to do is beat ourselves up about it and engage in negative self-talk. I think it's a learned behavior, number one. For example, if you took a five-year-old out to the driving range and they, they hit one completely sideways, well, they're not going to sit down and give a talk to themselves about, I'm the worst golfer I've ever seen in the world. What the hell am I even bothering and doing out here? So we're in a learned behavior when we beat ourselves up. So what's the antidote? This is what I say to the athletes I work with. Let's, I work with golfers, so we'll keep talking about that. They make a bad shot. I'm like, okay, let's try forgive. I ask them this. Did you hit the bad shot on purpose? Yes or no? No. Then forgive. Because if you would have, if, if you could have done it better, you would have. You didn't F up. Oh, another word, another F word. You didn't. <laughs> You didn't F up on purpose. So let's try the F word forgive. And then we do this. What would you do if you had a do over? What would you have done differently? Because in golf, we get a lot of do overs. It's called the next shot. Right. Right. No, I think that's true. And, and this kind of varies off the topic. But there's a lot of times that 
I, I just play around at golf. I don't particularly keep score, especially early in the season. And if I muff a shot, I'll hit a, I'll drop a ball. And I don't do it when we're backed up with people in front of us behind us. I'm, this is kind of a late afternoon thing, you know, but I'll hit another shot, not six or seven, just one extra one to try to get that out of my brain and then move on. I like it. But I would also say we can move into forgiveness when we remind ourselves that effing up is normal. Yeah. The best players in the world miss three foot putts. The best players in the world yank their tee shot into the toolies. Some, again, I keep just thinking about how we get programmed that mistakes are not okay. And when we do them, we must judge ourselves for it and then beat ourselves up. And like, how is that emotional intelligence? That's emotional unintelligence. Do you think with, uh, we get that not only, you know, like you say, it's a learned trait, but also if, if you watch television and you listen to the commentators and that boy, you know, Nellie Corda really, really shanked that. And she's going to have a really tough time. And then they end up, they make par. No, they didn't make a birdie or an Eagle, but they made par and it's fine. And they moved on. But the way that, some of the commentary, not only spoken, but written, you would think that uh, they were just one inch away from pushing the red button on the nuclear briefcase. You know what I mean? It's just, it's all this, this horrific thing. And I think as professional golfers, they probably don't think of it that way. They can't, but us at home, we hear that, or we read that that still gets stuck in our brains. So the next time we go to the course, and you muff a shot, you may not make par. You may make bogey or double bogey or triple. I don't know what you're going to make. But the point is, we're reinforced with that negative kind of connotation through what we hear and what we read like that. Would you think that that might have a, a modicum of influence? Certainly possible, because it brings in another it's the other F word, right? The, the fear comes in, right. the fear of the outcome. What if I don't get what I want? You, you want to be imperfect? Frickin' play golf. There. <laughs> I just taught you how to be imperfect. What if we normalized imperfection? I think that lessens fear because when we make a mistake, we'd be like, oh, yeah, that's normal. This is a hard game. Yeah, it is. Um, we're going to take another break. Uh, Shawnee and I will be back right after this. You're listening to Grilling at the Green on the Golf News Net Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at BenHoganGolf.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Today, we're talking with my friend, uh, Shawnee Harley. Uh, she's a Canadian, and she's living in Arizona at the moment, and I don't blame her a bit. I'm jealous, but we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills, Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and again, the folks at Ben Hogan Golf, Tour quality clubs at factory direct prices. Check them out online at benhogangolf.com. Your F words, um, we talked about 
fear and forgive. What is what are you talking about when you talk about face? Are you talking about facing up to something or are you thinking about the distorted looks I make on the golf course? <laughs> oh, so in other words, am I talking about face something or fix your face? Yeah. Uh, yes. Most of us can't fix our face very well. So <laughs> um, I'm talking about face the truth. And again, I, you know, we've been talking about the self-judgment and sure. it, the negative self-talk and throwing our clubs and et cetera, et cetera. What if we just faced the truth? Because I think the truth sets us free. What if we just faced the truth and said, you know what? For me, I'm a 13 handicap. And the truth is, there's a reason for that. And the other more truths are, most of the, I'm only going to shoot to my handicap one in five times. So the truth is I better be learn. I better learn how to handle my imperfections. I think face is the opposite of lying to yourself. You know, we, we're not supposed to be that good. We're amateurs, right? You know, we're, we're amateurs. And I believe we don't face the truth very well. We are in judgment all the time. How can I, I didn't blah, 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 blah. And it's like, just face the truth. You're average. And you should be because you are an amateur and you don't practice enough. Right. Okay. Good to know. That's you know, facing the truth. You know, Shani, one of the things that I'm active on Twitter and, um, and it's fun. I, I stay out of politics and all the crazy stuff. If, if, if I'm not talking golf, I'm talking cooking, which is my other deal and so on. But one of the things that always makes me kind of, wonder about people when they're talking about themselves and golf is, and you see it on social media, they post it. Oh, the course was horrible today. The course was just horrible. It was wet. It was soggy. It was muddy. It was, it was too hard. The hard pan about, you know, broke my seven iron when I hit it. You know exactly what that's going to be when you go out and pay your fees. You can look up in the sky and know what the weather has been. If you've placed the, played the course before, you should know what to expect at the time of year. Um, you know, unless they brought a bunch of bulldozers in and put uh, road rock down on the fairways, you've probably got a pretty good idea of what's out there. And that kind of drives me nuts um, for people blaming the courses. The courses are set up to challenge you. Even the easy ones are set up to challenge you in some respects. So why are you complaining about that? Maybe it's just because you're not that good a golfer. I don't know. I want your thoughts on that. Oh, my thoughts are that's what we do to protect our ego. Oh, well, I guess, I guess that's true. But to me, that runs along the same line as when you're playing with a group of people you've never played with before. And, and all of a sudden you, you're playing normally, which isn't that good. And you say, oh, I've, I've never hit a shot like that before. You know, I, I don't usually do that. Well, yes, you do. We all do. And, and as you so eloquently put it a few minutes ago, you're an average golfer. You're a weekend warrior. Live with it. If you're here to have fun. You know, go do that. Um, but I think it's playing golf is a good thing for your six Fs to make you try to do a little internal mental medicine on yourself to to pay attention to things well, if you ever want to if we ever want to learn about ourselves 
I think golf is, I think golf is one of the most revealing of all sports. You know how they say sport builds character, right? I think golf reveals it. Oh, I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, I'm kind of big on like being real honest. And if I'm not keeping score and I drop a ball, I'll tell them I'm going to do that, you know, but I won't try to say, well, I shot a four on that when you really shot a seven or whatever, you know, there's, there's no sense in that. It, it doesn't do anybody, including the individual golfer doesn't do them any good. So why do it is my question. I even think if I went a level deeper there, when I say golf, I think sport in general, but we're talking golf. I think golf reveals character. When, when I make excuses about the courses, the weather, the whatever, that's revealing character. Yeah. When I beat myself up, when I do negative self-talk and I throw a club, that reveals character. I mean, what if we, in, in so many ways, that's what's so awesome about us as weekend warriors we're never going to make a living doing this, but boy, it sure would be, it's sure a great lesson in self-reflection if we chose to look at that lesson. I think uh, that if we did choose to look at those lessons, that very well could go back to the other aspects of our life, not just on the golf course. I mean, if people were, you know, looking at your six F's um, and I know you'll come out with more after this conversation. Uh, but if they looked at that, okay, I, I, I thought about that and I've, I've, I've changed some things in the way I perceive and play the game of golf that could very well leak over into their personal life or professional life off the course. I always think we can't separate who we are on the golf course and who we are in our life. I, I think character runs across all contexts. They're not separable in, in my mind. Other we're, otherwise we're talking about something other than character. Now we're actually talking about fake. Here's an F word again. Oh, yeah. I show up like this over here, but over here I'm like this. Am I fit? Where am I faking it? Well, um, just, I guess, when you're going to the doctor and, and you know, they want to examine you someplace you don't want to be examined, then you can fake it. But other than that, I think there's not much hope. <laughs> and you talk about fail. That's one of your one of your F words, fail. Um, would you say that, and we kind of alluded to this in previous segments here, you know, we've been taught that we should always win. There's no participation trophies. I get that. I'm a supporter of that. But we also are going to fail more times than we actually win in life. To, in, in, in my world, I've seen that, you know, and, it, and it's happened to me. And, I've, and I learned to accept that, that because I used to take failure so personally. God, I was a pain in the ass to be around for days if something didn't work out right. And finally, and this is quite a number of years ago, I had to wake up one day and say, I can't do that anymore. We got to, you know, today's another day, put your pants on, pull up your boots and get going. I think sport, I think sport feels very unfair to people because we only get rewarded for outcome. And yet there's only one winner. 
what happens to all of the other people? Yeah. I think we get, we drink this Kool-Aid and this Kool-Aid is kind of like poison. It's not, it's not healthy for us. I'll tell you why I put fail as one of my F words. When I work with uh, my mental toughness clients, I tell them, if you're not failing, you're hiding. You're playing it safe. Don't ever expect to stand on the top of the podium if you're not failing. Because you're not going to win playing it safe. Right. But we also know you might take a risk. And it might not work out. And you might not win. That's the thing, the Kool-Aid that we're drinking. I think the real Kool-Aid is sport is a gamble. That means the outcome is uncertain. That's why it's called a gamble. We do not help athletes figure out what to do or how to handle it when they don't get what they want. That is fail. That's the word fail. I didn't get what I wanted. What if the concept of this, it's called paradoxical thinking. It's the ability to hold two contrasting thoughts simultaneously. And we can do that in a healthy way when we can say, no matter which of these outcomes happens, I believe I'm going to be okay. When athletes don't get what they want, which is most of the time, hello, they're not okay. Yeah. Well, why can't we teach them how to be, to figure that out when you don't get what you want rather than having a hissy fit about it? I, I, I can't give you an answer to that, but what I can give you an answer to is we got to take a break and Shawnee Harley and I will be back on grilling at the green right after this. Hi everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of grilling at the green. Grilling at the green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills, natural beef beef. You can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills, natural beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer in Portland and the other stations across the country in the Golf News Network. We're talking with uh, my friend Shawnee Harley today. Uh, we talked a little bit off the air, Shawnee, about sportsmanship. And how do the five Fs fit in? There's another F, fit in, uh, <laughs> to, to sportsmanship. Because really... If you're a true competitor, you, you should have a pretty good dose of sportsmanship in you. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like that you lost whatever, whatever event you're talking about. But you should have the, the good graces to congratulate the winner if you lost. That's, that's my book. I don't, maybe that's wrong. I don't know. In my, my coaching, I don't use the word sportsmanship very often. For no reason, I guess, other than I think when something matters to us and we don't get what we want, sometimes it's really hard to be a good sport. I mean, yeah. I know for myself, when I was an athlete and when I was a coach, I was not very sportswoman-like. I, I was pissed off most of the time. <laughs> I, I didn't have very many friends. I wasn't I wasn't nice and warm and friendly because I'm like, this matters to me. What about if we let's what if we just tried a different word? Sure. What if we just said emotional intelligence? Meaning this happened. I didn't get what I want. 
this is this is what's going on with me right now about that and then how can i handle it that's i think it's taking the what into the into the how sportsmanship just says you just need to be happy and just go over and congratulate people even if you want to punch them in the head i think emotional intelligence says i'm really unhappy right now disappointed sad upset whatever all of these feelings come there's the f word and and not but i'm feeling all of these things right now i don't feel very sportswoman or sportsman like right now sure. and I'm going to choose to manage myself in this moment of time when I know everyone is watching. That's yeah, that, emotional intelligence to me. Yeah, that makes perfect sense um, because you're right. Sometimes those emotions internally are so red hot at yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not feasible to be civilized without. Uh, without uh, conducting a felony assault. So, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. When you competed, did you ever have, and, and, and it wouldn't be this, the six F's as we're talking about them today, but did you have fleeting thoughts that built over the years to get you to this point where you came up with the six F's? Yes, I did. In fact, the journey that I've been on I, is leading to everything that I'm doing right now. The six F's, you know, I, I, I'm a mental fitness coach. You know, we go and work on our physical fitness all the time, but we don't spend much time on our mental fitness. And my journey, my previous journey is why I got here. I'll tell you, when I was an athlete, I was so full of F's, but I, I didn't know it. Yeah. I was fearful. I didn't want to look at my feelings. I sure as hell didn't want to face the truth. And let's be honest, like I'm using the word athlete on myself quite graciously. I was pretty average, but who the hell wants to face that when you're, you know, when you're in my teenage, my formative years, I was full of F words and didn't know it. But that's how I came up with the F words is I just looked back and I'm like, yeah. This is all the stuff that was going on with me. Didn't know what to do about it. Uh, Shawnee Harley. Shawnee's going to stick around for after hours, and then we can be uninterrupted in our discussions here. But uh, really quickly, how can people find you and read about you and, and participate uh, if they choose to do so? I have a... I got a program starting February 1st, and here's some F words. The program is called Fear to Fierce. It's a mental fitness training, Fear to Fierce. I love F words. There you go. The best place to find me is on my website, and it's my first and last name, shawneeharley.com. If you just get the first few letters right, S-H-A-W-N-E-E, -E, you'll find it from there, shawneeharley.com. There you go. Johnny, thanks. Uh, we won't be two years next time before you're back. Uh, I can promise you that. We are going to get out of here for the week. Um, I hope you all have a good week. And remember what I usually tell you at the end of the show, get out there and be nice to somebody and enjoy a little golf. 
Um, we'll see you next time here on Grilling at the Green. Take care. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.